Hello and welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And welcome to a very special episode of Ask Me About K-Pop. We have an incredibly special guest mm-hmm. on the show today. Absolutely. We're so excited for you to meet them all. It was an honor to have them with us, and we got to spend such a lovely Sunday afternoon together, and we are going to have so much fun today. So we're talking about One Us. The one and only. The one and only. (laughs) Um, And we're so excited to get into it. If you have never listened to our show before, if you're a two moon who just came to listen to this to hear your boys, we are an educational K-pop podcast aiming to teach the world everything they need to know about K-pop and Mm -hmm. Hallyu. Um, So we're going to start with a little background information. Uh, We usually do deep dives on this show and spend a whole episode telling you everything you need to know about a group. But since we have so much to cover today, we're going to do a little shallow dive. Yes. Sometimes we call them a snorkel. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And so we're just going to tell you a little bit about who One Us is and what they've done so far up until this point in their career. And then we're going to give you a little recap of our time at their Reach For Us tour stop in Pasadena. Um, And we have a few uh, reactions from other listeners who saw them in other cities. Uh, So you can hear all about the concert if you didn't get to go. And then we have an interview with One Us for you. Oh, and then we had such a good time with them. We got to ask them some of our own questions. And then we also got to give them questions directly from you, their two moon. And they had such a fun time here and answering your questions. So let's get into it. All right, starting off with the basics. One Us debuted under RBW on January 9th, 2019 as six members, and they currently promote as five. Their name meaning symbolizes the members coming together and gathering strength from their fans, as well as their mission to, quote, bring together regular people who will work side by side to create a united world. And One Us in Korean can also be spelled One Earth. So that's where they get a lot of their themes for their fan colors in particular their fan colors are officially earth moon and white glittering space and if you're a fan of this show you know we've talked a lot about fan colors and their sometimes very silly descriptive names and I gotta say these these are some of my faves white glittering (laughs) space is so much better than cosmic Cosmic So take that, XO. (laughs) So their fan club name also follows this theme, and it is Two Moon. So some basic stats about One Us. They have so far released two studio albums, eight EPs, and one single album, all of which charted in the top 10, and all but two made it to the top five. They have done five international tours, including their current Reach For Us tour, which is their first official world tour with two legs over three continents. They have won four awards and received 11 nominations for those awards. So now we're going to meet all the members individually. And normally in a deep dive, we would introduce them in age order. Um, But in order to correspond with the interview you will hear shortly, we are going to introduce them in the order in which they answered our first question. So that means first up is Soho, who is our main vocalist. His birth name is Lee Gon Min, and he legally changed it to Lee Soho. 
He was born June 7th, 1996 in Daejeon, South Korea, and he was actually originally supposed to have the stage name Shion. He was a contestant on Produce 101 and Mix 9 before they debuted in One Us, and he appears in Solar's In My Dreams music video. Next up, you will hear from Lido, who is the main rapper and sub-vocalist of One Us. His birth name is Kim Gun Hak, and he was born July 26, 1997 in Weejongbu, South Korea. He is a former YG trainee. And uh, he's fine not talking at all. Yep. <laughs> he was very he, <laughs> selective with his words, let's yes. say. <laughs> very careful with his words. And he talks like a king in a Joseon drama. <laughs> it's so great. I love him. <laughs> Next up, we are going to hear from Connie. He is our main vocalist, birth name, Lee Connie. He was born June 27th, one day before me, in 1998 in Songnam, South Korea. Uh, He was also a contestant on Produce 101 before debut, and he will talk for hours if you let him. (laughs) Yeah, so get ready. We're going to be hearing from Connie a lot. (laughs) Next up is Juan Wung. He is the main dancer and sub-vocalist of One Us, and his birth name is Yo Juan Wung, and he was born August 26, 1998, in Seoul, South Korea. He is a former Pledis trainee and was a finalist of the Pledis Hot Debut in 2013 and was a potential 17 member back in those Pledis Boys days. Amazing. Uh, he also was a contestant on Produce 101 before debuting. And then last but not least, we have Xion. He is our sub-vocalist, visual, and maknae. Birth name Son Dongju. He was born January 10th in 2000 in Songnam, South Korea. And he was originally supposed to have the stage name Lido. His twin brother Dong Myung is in their label mates group Wanwee. So those are all of the boys that we got to meet this weekend, (laughs) and you'll get to meet them later. Um, So before we get into it, we wanted to just give an abridged timeline of all that One Us has done so far. Just to give us a picture of who they are and what they've been up to before we got to meet them. So on January 19th, 2019, they released their debut EP, which is called Light Us, and the single is called Valkyrie. The lyrics to this song were written by Lee Sang-ho, Inner Child, Lido, and Raven, and composed by Lee Sang-ho, Inner Child, Lee Hoo-sang, and Minky. And the music video is a very modern box video with lots of different sets and fancy spinny camera work. It really highlights their choreo, which has an acrobatic, athletic floor and lift moves that seem to be a signature of One Us based on Mm -hmm. what we saw at the concert. Absolutely. Uh, The styling for this music video, they have a lot of different outfits and structured suits and very like layered looks with corresponding but not quite matching colors and patterns and big accents like military band embroidery and Mm -hmm. big, huge, sparkly pieces. Um, This is a grand declarative love song with Valkyrie imagery like you are my sun, you are my light, light up the darkness, light it up, shine the light. Yes, and there's a lot of parts of the beginning where they talk about like feathers and wings. And at the end of the music video, some of them sprout wings. So that's like the Valkyrie motif. 
Um, but the rest of their debut year in 2019, they put out two more EPs, Raise Us and Fly With Us. They had a Japanese debut in August and then a comeback in December. They held their first Japanese concert with two shows in July and August, and they held their first U.S. tour with stops in six cities starting in November. In 2020, they had their second Japanese concert series in February and released their first single album in March called In It's Time. From April to June in 2020, they participated on the show Road to Kingdom, and they ultimately came in fourth place at the end. Uh, but on June 12, 2020, they released their finale song from Road to Kingdom, and it is called Come Back Home. Please come back. lyrics to this song were written by Raven Lido Park Woo-sang and composed by Lee Sang-ho, Park Woo-sang, Kim Do-hoon, and Minky. And the styling for this one was like a royalty concept. Mm -hmm. Road to Kingdom, uh, the final round, everybody like really pulled out all the cinematic stops. So they like went to the forest and filmed this whole bloody fight scene with yeah. these like kind of vampire monster creatures yeah, and they all yeah. like, cuts on their faces. Yeah, and they have like a English narration over the whole fight scene that tells a story about six monarchs fighting against a curse uh, and on the night of the eclipse, the monsters will return for the child. Um, so the choreo starts with like chain and blindfolds and then the backup dancers are zombies for royalty concept want us to fight throughout the song um, and it's all very theatrical there's like lifts and running jumps and tackles and a kid in a throne crying it's got everything <laughs> and the music video is the very much the same as this road to kingdom finale stage but it cuts between the cinematic fights and the choreography in a really fun way that like highlights the story that the choreography is telling my favorite outfit in this music video I was obsessed with it when the Road to Kingdom thing aired but they have these like beautiful capes that they're wearing <gasps> yes. kind of crooked and they're like, like oh my god capes. gorgeous oh stunning <laughs> um this song is very dark and angsty and about the nightmares and the darkness that have come since you've been gone. Uh, some of the lyrics are, I'm up all night waiting. Just walk a few steps closer. The sun is coming up again. I miss you. Come back Please home. Come back home. <laughs> The rest of 2020, they released a fourth EP called Lived in August and then their first digital single in December. In 2021, they put out their first studio album called Devil in January, then followed it up with their fifth EP Binary Code in May, and then their sixth EP Blood Moon in November. Uh, on November 17th, 2019, the title track Luna earned the group their first music show win on Show Champion. The lyrics to Luna were written by Lee Sang-ho, So Young-bae, Lee Hoo-sang, Inner Child, Raven and Lido, and the song was composed by Lee Sang-ho, So Young-bae, Lee Hoo-sang, and Inner Child. And the styling and concept for this music video is beautiful, gorgeous, Hanbok, yes, and so traditional and fans and palaces mm -hmm. and like beautiful. There's a lot of traditional instruments in the song, like combined with a cool like 80s synth like 
beat. Yeah. I love this song. I think it's great. Um, the music video is in a palace and they do like Huarang style warrior stuff. And also they wear pretty suits. Yeah. This music video kind of like cuts between these like sort of those like flower boar warriors that they are because they have the like same like short sleeve. Yeah. The little vesty that, thing. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That they were wearing in that show, which is like the only thing I associate <laughs> with that I like to from the show. Um, but so the music video cuts between them being like ancient warriors and like super modern glamorous men. So they wear these like stunning suits and then it'll like cut to them in the same shot, but like on the palace. So it's almost like crossing times or past mm. lives or something like that. And at one, and Shion has a mullet throughout this entire thing. That was like his hair, this era, but at certain points he also has waist length extensions whenever he's in his ancient handbook. And it's quite a loop. Love it. <laughs> this is a very poetic love song about a flower blooming in the moonlight, but you are the flower. <laughs> and some of the lyrics are like a dream that disappeared overnight. You are so beautiful under the moon. Oh, so lovely and the last thing they did in 2021 was release a collaboration single with rbw label mates one we in december so last year in 2022 they kicked off with their second u.s tour in 12 cities from february to march then they held their third japanese concert series in april they released their seventh ep trickster in may and their eighth ep malice in september then in October, member Raven voluntarily left the group following accusations from an alleged ex, and they finally released their first Japanese studio album in November. So that brings us to this year, 2023. So they kicked off their first world tour, Reach For Us, in January. Um, the first leg was actually in fall of 2022 with their Asian leg in Seoul and Japan. And now they are doing 14 cities in North and South America uh, until the end of February. Absolutely. And we were fortunate enough to catch them at their L.A. stop at the Pasadena Civic Auditorium. So we're going to recap that concert for you. We had a wonderful time. Um, we had great seats Absolutely. on the floor, right in the middle. Right in the middle. Perfect view. It was a very nice theater. The Pasadena Civic Auditorium is one of those like old theaters. It was built in the 30s, mm -hmm. I think. And it's very yeah, ornate. So it has, yeah, very ornate painted ceiling, all of those things. And it's really fun to see a concert at a venue like that where it's like a stage it's production theater. theater um so that was really fun and we noticed a pretty varied demographic in the crowd there were a lot of parents there with their like kids not kids but like teens or young adult uh children mm -hmm. who had come with their parents there were even some older couples that like we kept wondering like are they here for one us or are they like Season, season pass holders, holders for this auditorium <laughs> and they just decided to come there was even a woman there who had beautiful pink hair she must have been in like her 40s and she was with a woman who i can only assume was her mother and was like in her 80s like a full grandma <laughs> Yes, she kind of looked like she was taking a nap before the show started and I was like wow I'm so glad you're here um we had a lot of people flying solo at the concert which is always really fun to see we always encourage people to go um and yeah like most of the concerts we've seen uh here in the states there was a bit of a variety to the light sticks most <laughs> people had one us light yes. sticks or the little ones that they sold at the merch table right but there were some other groups 
represented. There was a shouting star <laughs> directly in front of me. Someone behind me had a boy's light stick on the end of the aisle directly to my left. Someone had the big Luna one, that like huge <laughs> staff. I saw somebody in line with a, Who's the one that has the megaphone? That's, that's the, the boys. Of the heart. Oh, that's the boys. Okay, great. Um, yeah, so a bit of a variety, but everybody was so excited. So we started off, as concerts usually do, with a dramatic VCR that started with like that Evil Dead camera where mm-hmm. it's rushing through the woods yeah, and everything yeah, yeah. was like red and very scary. Yes. It like started so scary and intense and then it like exploded into this like beautiful spring day yeah. and all of one us in the green grass and the flowers like looking like beautiful angels. Yeah. Um, but something that I noticed during this VCR, like I feel like overall two moons seem to be like maybe a kind of shy polite fandom Mm. because when every member first appeared in the vcr they all got screams and then silence (laughs) and i feel like sometimes like in other concerts every time a member shows up on the screen like people go crazy but it was like everyone went crazy for a second and then just peacefully watched the rest of the vcr and honestly that did seem like a trend like throughout the whole uh concert everyone was very like politely appreciating the show and it was great it was wonderful So the VCR ended with them like walking through the scary nighttime forest in what came to be their opening concert looks, which were like black sparkly suits that like obligatory opening concert look that everybody starts Mm -hmm. with. They all had variations and like Cheyenne had like glitter freckles and Lido had like a glitter chain in his half ponytail and they had such good sparkly accents. Such good, such good sparkles. Um, And so the opening opening act the like opening third of this concert was very energetic um really brought the high intensity choreo right away and we opened with bring it on so when they first came out they were standing in a still line when the lighting was just so that they were silhouettes and they didn't move for for such a long long time And I noticed that there were several people around me screaming, they're real, they're Mm -hmm. real. And I always, like, that's just my favorite part of, like, when everyone gets to, like, see that their group is real Mm -hmm. and they're in front of you right now. I think both of the, or, like, a few of the emails we got about the concerts, they said that in the, like, I couldn't believe they were real. And I was like, yeah, they are. They're right there. Um, But, yeah, this first song was Bring It On. And they brought their back. There were backup dancers, yeah, like immediately. Six backup dancers, and in this first one, they were wearing white turtlenecks with like harnesses. Um, and there's really fun, like bouncy robot choreo in this song. Um, it was very high energy and a good time. The next song was their kingdom song, Come Back Home. Mm-hmm. And I love this song. And it started with Huang Mung alone on the stage in a blindfold. Yep. And I was like, yeah, blindfold, let's go. <laughs> um, they did all the lifts and all the stunts yeah. that they do. They did everything. And uh, they like even do the whole middle break with like the rope choreography. Like the backup dancers brought out all the props. And then they do the, like, I think it's Connie that does the like running tackle where he like runs up the dancers and then tackles one of them and like they all fall and I screamed because I didn't watch Kingdom so I was not familiar with this choreography (laughs) and when that happened I was like no like I couldn't believe it and it was like right at the beginning yeah they were bringing it right away 
my note for this was just that at this point, like I know it's the second song, but I was watching through the phone of the person two rows in front of me because there were so <laughs> many phones being held up that that was how I could clearly see was just looking at someone else's uh, phone I screen. hate it when that happens. I hate it when that happens. <laughs> but they went straight into the next song, which was Black Mirror. This is my personal love favorite this song. on the set list. Great I love song. This. They started it a little bit more casual and like came to the edge of the stage for the first verse. Um, and my biggest note for this is Lido Guns in yeah. all caps. Because he got he, his arms out immediately. He just like left and then came back without a jacket for no discernible reason <laughs> except sexy. <laughs> So then anyway, they jumped into the choreo like once the chorus started and then like did the whole song full out. And this took us into our opening ment where I believe Connie started us off by saying one us just landed in La La Land. Um, and they remembered how energetic their L.A. fans were. And they said, we have sexy performances. Should we just get right to it? And that led us directly into the next song. So the next song is called Who Got the Joker? Um, and it was very quick, very intense. There was lots of Lido screaming. Like oh everyone was losing it during this Who Got the Joker stage. Yes. And this is like an intro song. So it's only like a minute and a half or something. But my notes for this are actually cut off. Like I stopped typing in the middle <laughs> of the sentence because it just says the girlies can't handle it when. And then whatever ha whatever the girlies couldn't handle, I guess I couldn't either because, because you didn't, I write, didn't it write it down. Write it down. <laughs> But I do have that there's a lot of body rolls, a lot of isolations, and this like smile neck snap motif in the mm, choreo. Yes. So it was very, it was like a very like sexy, dangerous song. And then we had Full Moon. And this is the stage that they had told us to look forward to. So we were really excited for it. And I was not prepared for this. Sexy performance. My only note is all caps. This is inappropriate. My notes <laughs> say in all caps, so many body rolls and floor humping and crotch grabs and pelvic thrusts. And that's all I wrote down. <laughs> I was literally in shock at this because they had told us at the, our birthday party that they were most excited yes. about full moon. So I was expecting like that's just title wise. I was like full moon. Like maybe they'll do like a beautiful interpretive modern dance like performance yeah. to some beautiful song called full moon. No, but no, no, <laughs> inappropriate <going> scandalize <laughs> you right at the beginning. Oh my goodness. So after they heated up the stage, they left to go change outfits and we got a VCR, which had like a home movie style opening where you could see like the tracker. Yeah. The desaturated and VHS And they style. all like did a little slate to start it off. Um, and we got member intros and one-on-one -on -one interviews in this white room. Um, and they started off, they did like a whole bunch of different questions. They started off by reacting to their four music show wins that they recently got for Same Scent. Um, they had to describe themselves, answer what kind of singer they wanted to be. Do you think a lot was my favorite question <laughs> because we got like three members being like, yes, I think about this. Oh, yes, I spend a lot of time thinking about this and like thoughtful answers. And then it just cut to Juan Wong who said, mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved that. Um, and it ended with them like speaking directly to the camera and giving messages directly for the two moon. 
Then they came back out to do Stupid Love and they had new Lukes that were like denim and black. Mm -hmm. More sparkles. Vests and jackets, but still lots of sparkles. Mm -hmm. Connie was wearing half and half pants where like each leg was a different material. And And he had a thigh strap, like leather thigh strap. And I was like, excuse you. Yes, he did. And then Soho was our arm out boy for Uh this one. Yeah, Lido was wearing a leather jacket that had his name painted (laughs) on the back of it enormously, like from the T-Birds, like in Greece or something. And then Soho was wearing just like a vest or something. Um, And everybody came out with handheld mics this first time. And Huang Lung did like a cute little flip. Yeah, I wrote that down. He He flipped it. And it was so cute. Um, and then for their next song, Skydiving, they actually brought the house lights up so that they so that the boys could see the crowd. Um, and they sometimes did the full choreo for this song and then sometimes just would like came to the edge of the stage to sing with the mm-hmm. crowd. And the crowd was really singing along for this song. So when we got into the Ment, which came right after this, Connie started us by trying to get us to sing more. Mm-hmm. And then Lido took his jacket off again. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's my other note for this meant oh, yeah. was like okay <laughs> my other notes for this meant is that Juan Wong tried a bad pickup line because he told us like the last time that he was in LA he remembered that the weather was so nice but now that he's here he knows that the brightest part of LA is our faces wow. and then he got really and then he turned around and he was like no it was it was so cute um then they introduced that the special stages were coming next and one of them asked two moon are you ready and then they turned to the members and he said one us are you ready and they all went they were not expecting the question and they were like oh uh yeah i guess (laughs) so then we went into our cover stage portion of the evening they started with Blackpink's Pink Venom, and I was so surprised because they were actually singing it themselves. Yes. I was expecting just a dance cover, but like, no, they were doing their own version yeah, of yeah, Pink yeah. Venom. And Soho took a lot of the rap lines. Which like, made the yeah. crowd go friggin' crazy. Mm-hmm. Anytime that Soho did any rap lines, because he's like the main vocalist and he's yeah, usually yeah, yeah. sang in all the songs. So if he rapped, people would lose it every mm-hmm. single time. And I think if I remember how that song, how the lines are distributed correctly, that he took most of Jenny's parts and he killed it. He did a really good job. Um, and they adjusted the choreo to fit five members, which I thought looked very natural. It didn't look strange, even though Blackpink has like very specific formations they usually stick to. But I did note that they danced it like cool boys and not hot girls. Sure. Because <laughs> like that main like, this, that pink, band. it's like so like sassy, sassy. and like hit be and like cute and they did not do it that way (laughs) they did it like cool boys but it was still fun my (laughs) other note for this song is that i kept looking over to the corner and watching the two asl interpreters in the corner they were like getting into it like they were signing and like dancing at the same time (laughs) i didn't notice them until later in the concert but they were great they were like so energetic and it was fun and they come back later on Um, So after Pink Venom, then we got a Just Dance cover to Justin Timberlake's Sexy Back. And this was actually only Lido, Sol, and Juan Wung. It started out with like three chairs in the middle. And I believe they had performed this for one of the end of the year shows in 2022. 
people were losing their <laughs> minds during this, but I just put a million of the monkey cl- covering his eyes emoji for my <laughs> notes because I said I can't watch this too closely. It was a lot. <laughs> I know that this is the part where I grabbed your arm very tightly and didn't take a lot of notes. <laughs> So then we got something called the Top Gun medley. And I saw this on the set list because I had looked at the New York set list that Dancing Tiger had posted on Instagram and was using that as my note template. So the whole time I was wondering, like, what is the Top Gun medley going to be? Like, I was like, are they just going to dance to Highway to the Danger Zone? And wouldn't you know it? They sure did. did. They sure (laughs) did. They took songs from the soundtrack of the original movie and the new one and just did like a dance medley to it and they had like planes flying in the background and there were a couple parts where they did do like formations where they like built a plane like with their arms and it was like very fun um it was pretty long but it was great it was like super energetic um and at a certain point Lito ripped his shirt open like the the end like the Hulk just like ripped it open and I think it was Soho that came over and like finished it because I was taking notes and when I looked up I just saw Soho finishing it and then Lito looking embarrassed so I was like did one of the members just like rip his shirt off of him no he did it to himself he did it to himself Juan Wong was shook absolutely shook <laughs> you'll hear more about that later but everyone was shook um, and at the end of this they just like left really quickly while the lights went down because Lito needed a new shirt he needed a new shirt and they had to reset the stage um to put some mic stands up for us I have one last note on the Top Gun medley before we move on. My only other note was that I was a little sad that this medley did not include an interpretive ballet dance to take my breath away. (laughs) (laughs) I really wanted them to like do that. Like that would have been so funny. I wanted an interpretive (laughs) volleyball scene. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I thought we were going to get like, a dance version of the plot of the movie. Yes, that would have been really fun. So when they left to go get Lido another shirt, they like turned all the lights down. So everybody kind of sat expecting mm-hmm. a VCR because everybody would stand when they were on stage and sit for yeah, VCRs, yeah, yeah. which is nice. Everyone needs a break. But as everyone was sitting in the dark, everyone was just like, <sighs> like freaking out. And the guy sitting directly behind me just kept saying, hashtag dead, hashtag dead. <laughs> so then they came back for these mic stands that were all lined up and they sang a song called red thread yes and they were lit almost entirely in red and shadow for this whole song um, which like stayed in the back i did like slight negative like note i thought that the lights were a little too red because they were standing so far back and the stage was so red that i couldn't tell who was singing like Mm. they weren't lit well enough that i was like able to i couldn't quite tell who was singing what lines but i did notice that during this song lido was singing everything the octave down Mm. and i always love when a group does that just to round it all out yeah Absolutely. Yeah, I didn't know before we went into this con. I had in my head only thought of Lido as the rapper and not as a sub vocalist. So I was actually kind of surprised throughout the show how much he, he did does sing. He does have a lot of singing he sings lines a lot. and he sings good. Yeah, he does. He has a very nice like round low tone. It was very it was very pretty. My only other note was that I felt like I wrote it down. 
that this song had a super abrupt ending. Like mm. it just felt like it like ended. Oh, I in don't a remember. Kind of surprising I, I didn't make a note of it, but I did. The next song that happened was called "Incomplete," and for this, the lights came up and they took the mics off of the stands and moved to the front of the stage, and then the house lights came up again so that the members could see the crowd, which happened multiple times throughout the show, and that doesn't usually happen at K-pop shows. And I kept being like, "Ah, no, <laughs> like, don't put the lights off. off me. Like, why? What are you doing? We're here to see you, not for you to see us." <laughs> And then we have something that happened that we don't really know. We don't really know. Happened. And I sincerely apologize to all the two moon listening, but whatever song that they did right at this moment was not on the set list that I was going off mm-hmm. of. So I didn't like Shazam it in the moment because I thought I knew what song it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what happened was they started on the floor yes. in total darkness. Mm-hmm. And then the song was like very energetic. And I wrote down that there was a moment where like Lido was like swinging his arms, like in crazy fast punches. And the other member, I think it was Juan Wong was like, ducking Mm. under the punches and i was like whoa this is like very intense like fight choreography but i don't know what the song was and i'm so sorry yeah i don't i (laughs) I couldn't find it i'm so sorry i couldn't find it either um because i don't know if this was like something that they didn't perform at new york and that's why it's not on the set list or what happened um but they did do like whatever it was the full choreo the backup dancers came out um and it was very entertaining whatever it was whatever it was um but then we went directly into another vcr and this was like a fun sort of documentary montage where we got dance practice footage and like self-cam footage and uh shots of them backstage from different performances and it was all videos from throughout the years it showed them like as little young babies like asleep in the dance studio it had concert footage from different tours it would like occasionally drop out and give you like the audio from the video but sometimes it was just like a montage and I just have to shout out that at one point two of them were jamming out to Jong Hyun's Deja Vu and I I had to write that down All right, so then they came back and this is what I thought the previous song was it's called Eden Intro and then I, I just wrote like, wait, this is Eden intro? Oops. Because they were saying Eden. And I was like, oh, no, my notes are all screwed up. So that's all <laughs> I have written for this song because I was like, I messed up. But this is another intro song. So I think it was kind of short. Yes, it was shorter. Um, and they came out wearing the outfits from the sunshine part of the opening VCR. So they had like white slacks and different like blue silk tops with again, like delicate little sparkles. And the sparkles kind of gave that like Western shirt pattern, Mm. like with the little squares on the shoulders and like they had like different like bow ties and pockets and, and like yeah, very, very pretty nice. though still so many bedazzles yeah every outfit had shined with all the sparkles it was so nice it was so nice and from intro eden they went straight into same scent which is their most recent release and the whole crowd sang along um so then we got our next talking moment um they started out with a little bit of a water break they everybody so, got a water i just bottle. wrote they are so tired <laughs> They asked how everyone was enjoying the concert and then they noticed a sign from the balcony that asked if they had eaten and they said yes they had to eat well so that they could have energy for all of us and at this point Connie just slapped a napkin to his forehead and like left it there and everybody (laughs) laughed for a moment because it just stuck to his sweaty face. 
face. Uh, and then Sol told us that his favorite song was next. And so the crowd started counting down. Yeah, they were like, 10. how about right now? 10 seconds? And then they just like yes. counted down from 10. <laughs> and they went into Luna. And we had the palace background mm-hmm. like from the music video up on the screen. And they had their fans. Yeah. And like, I like this song a lot. And that's all I wrote was like, I like this song a lot. Oh, yeah. This song is great. And the like traditional instruments are so fun. The choreo is so intricate and dynamic. Um, so that was really fun. And they went straight from this like powerhouse performance into arguably their like most powerful performance, which is lit. And they did the Road to Kingdom version. So the whole theatrical shebang, full choreo and like all the running and the jumping and the lifts and the etc. And I wrote that somebody's white pants were so dirty by the end of this <laughs> because there's so much floor work in one of us choreography and one of their little knees came up so black (laughs) (laughs) the drums and the bass of this song particularly were like shaking my soul i was wearing my concert had Mm -hmm. earplugs as always because i care about my hearing um but like oh my god it was like i could just feel it in my whole body yeah and all of the crowd was singing all the oofs part of the song so like i don't know it was really hype this whole part was just very hype absolutely and when we went from lit into their next ment juan wung immediately led us sing along of that part because the crowd had been so into it um and at this point chayon took a little bit of a break off the stage um he did say later on that he had not been feeling very well during the concert so he took a little bit of a break um and then juan wung told us that he was feeling out of breath and overwhelmed but then he heard two moon and it was like we were performing together and then he joked we want to see a one us concert too but we can't (laughs) (laughs) my other notes for this particular meant was at some point when like they were talking about the song like other members were talking off to the side while he was picking up his water bottle Lido just like sang a little bit of the last song and everyone like freaked out um and then when Shion came back Lido was like babying him and everyone was like Lido's in a mood today he's been taking such good care of Shion and like everybody was being really adorable yeah it was it was so cute and then finally she i keep saying she on and shy on i which is it i can't remember i think it's she on i think it's she on too she on she on okay apologies for every time i've said shy on it's because my phone auto corrected it to zion and it's also spelled with an x we didn't say that but it yeah, is spelled, spelled with x-i-o-n so yeah, yeah, yeah. i apologize she on but eventually she on like pushed Lido away and was like leave me alone and they said that Lido was being like a pikachu following oh, yeah. he him said, around he said, you follow me around closer than a pikachu <laughs> And then uh, Ke- Connie and Sol played a little game with the crowd. They said, um, I oh, I said Connie or Soho. I couldn't remember which one did it. Um, but one of them was like, I'll sing a little bit of the next song and you finish it. And if you're right, then we'll start the next one. So he sang a line and the crowd finished it. And we went straight into to be or not to be. The This song the there was somebody behind me who was singing this song at the top of their lungs like (laughs) this was their song and they were singing it wow um this song has a lot of 
gun choreography, like shooting and shooting themselves. And like, I don't know, it's very gun heavy. Mm. Um, and again, everybody really likes it when Soho raps. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, I, my notes for this are a, they love a floor choreo because they do, they love getting on the ground. And then there's also a lift, a throw, two more lifts and a running jump. So their choreography is crazy athletic. Um, and then we went from to be or speaking not to be of. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, they kicked it up like even further with the energy and finished out with no diggity, which is super energetic and noisy. And they just sort of gave it their all to finish strong. Everybody was singing this one so loud as well. And like, I was just literally in awe at the energy they were able to pull out mm -hmm. because the like final chorus, like dance break of this song goes so yeah. hard and they were all just like, yeah, and yeah. like doing it and I was like this is incredible yeah, like it's nuts and there's this like shoulder like move and Lido was giving it so hard like throughout the entire performance my notes there's like I took them out of this but it's like almost every other song that's just like why is Lido hitting this 10 times harder than everybody else <laughs> like he was feeling himself that <laughs> night you guys so um, then we went into a VCR that was titled One Us Escaped from the Practice. <laughs> um, and it started with three members walking out to go get ice cream, like little selfie cam yes. thing. And then they're like, actually, let's go get some Gipsol instead. Mm -hmm. And then it, it was cut. Xion, Sohol, and Huan Wung. And it started with Xion like directly addressing the crowd saying like, are you enjoying the concert? We want to take a break. You're then, prob we're probably yeah, almost yeah, yeah. done. Like, so let's all take a break right now. And that was kind of fun that they had like planned it. Mm -hmm. And then Connie and Lido like left to go try to find them, found them at the restaurant, like at the window. Like, what are you doing yeah, yeah, in yeah. there? It was just very cute. It was very cute. <laughs> and they all sat down and had a lovely meal together. Um, and then we got an encore stage. So we started with the English version of Life is Beautiful. And as K-pop idols always do, they came out in their merch, uh, their concert tour merch. So they had their concert tees and sweatshirts and sweats and jeans. The house lights came up so that they could see the crowd. Um, and the members would come together for the chorus choreo, but otherwise they would just sort of sing to and wave to the audience. This song was my standout favorite when we were preparing for this over the last month and I've just been listening to their discography on shuffle like the first time I heard life is beautiful mm -hmm. I was like yes this one yeah so I was excited to hear it in person and like the background for this stage was like neon rainbow cityscape mm -hmm. like neon yes, nighttime very bright mm -hmm. so then we got their ending meant um and each member individually thanked the audience for their energy and their support there were multiple comments about how quickly the tour had been going by Juan Wung said just like the earth and the moon I hope we can be together always and Connie said this tour showed me that it doesn't matter if we're far apart wherever you are we can be a great strength to each other and then he took some time to thank the staff at the venue and the tour um, and like had the audience give them all a round of applause as well then we took a photo together and then the members said that they had one last song but in order to perform the song the crowd had to make a promise and they had to promise that no matter what happened during the song they would not stand up so Connie told us like everybody has to we want to get closer to you but the only way the venue will let us do that is if you all sit down and so Soho like did like a 
made a human chair, chair and then Juan like sat in it and Connie like pretended to be himself and get close and like so like seat belted him in and was like, like no don't you can't get up, get up. <laughs> so no matter how close we get to you you can't stand up so then they performed what you doing and the boys ran into the aisles and they went into the balcony and they would sit down in empty seats and crash fan cams and it was really sweet and fun we mentioned this to them in the interview but i had never seen a k-pop group uh-uh. do that at any of the shows we'd been to before so that was awesome And I noted at this point that when they were running around, like some of the members noticed the sign language interpreters in -hmm. in the corner. And so the sign language interpreters taught the boys how to sign I love you. And then they were like excitedly signing to the to the fan in the audience. Um, And it was really cute. It was really cute. This was like a very it was just a very interesting experience because it was cool when they ran like right by you. But Mm -hmm. then if there was not a member near you, everyone was just craning their necks and trying to figure out where people were and like also like Juan Wung is so small that like you couldn't see him running through the crowd especially when he would sit down next to people he would like completely disappear there was a point where my notes say Juan Wung sits down and we lose him (laughs) but he was so excited like he would get so like he would like throw his arm around people and like get in their camera with it was so cute and fun fun. I thought that was like the neatest thing I've ever seen at a K-pop show and everyone seemed to like I don't know be kind of in disbelief Mm -hmm. that it was happening totally and that they went up to the balcony I Mm -hmm. thought was so cool yeah that was really great and they each had like a staff member following them around um, which was kind of funny because some of the boys like Xi'an would just like walk but Huan Wung was like running Running. and the poor (laughs) staff member assigned to him was like like, running after him (laughs) it was so funny Um, but then they went back to the stage for a reprise of No Diggity. They said one more because it's the last day. Just one more. Um, And they mostly did this like just sort of hopping around the stage on their own but then the six backup dancers came out specifically to hype Soho up on his big note and that was really cute. Um, And and then then, they did the really powerful like ending crazy part like one more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With that like insane (laughs) arm shoulder thing um, that Lido loves so much. Uh, And then they all said goodbye one more time they like couldn't stop saying goodbye um and they even got like played out by yes. a cd like the somebody in the staff like started playing their music and connie just started singing so along was instead. singing it like, like it was a <laughs> like it was the music and ending music show stage after you win and yes. you kind of sing the song yeah, yeah, yeah. but like it took they were like it took a while to yeah, get yeah, them yeah. off they were having too much fun and they, and they all like made a point like a couple of them like they started to leave and then they ran back across the stage to sign i love you one more time before leaving for for real it was really cute they didn't want to they didn't want to go so that is our experience Mm -hmm. at the reach for us show we had a great time it was really really fun um and we heard from a couple of our listeners who saw them at other stops so we'll regale you now with tales from them Absolutely. First up, we have Rocky, who went to their stop in Madison, Wisconsin, and they wrote, overall, it was absolutely a magical experience, and I'll never forget it. One Us are such dynamic performers, and they all sounded so great live. I definitely cried during the Red Thread performance. It's one of my favorite B-sides of all time and off of their debut EP. So one of my first vivid memories with One Us was hearing it for the first time when I initially listened to their debut EP in January 2019. Hearing it live was just 
I can't even put it into words. Stupid Love was also a highlight for me. The denim outfits were excellent, and it's such a fun song. And the cover stages were all fantastic. I'm so glad they did them. I hadn't seen the cover of Sexy Back yet, so seeing it for the first time live was quite the experience. Lee Soho knows what he did. No Diggity was such an energetic song live and the crowd was loving it. There was a fan project my friends and I were able to participate in where paper butterflies were passed out and we wrote nice messages on them and held them up during Life is Beautiful. I hope the members liked it. I remember Juan Wung commented on the butterflies in the next bench. I'm so immeasurably proud of the members and I'm proud to be a two moon. I wish them all the best in the future and hope they're doing well. Oh, that's very nice. Thank you, Rocky. Uh, this next one comes from Lizzie K who saw them in Phoenix, Arizona. And Lizzie wrote, I went with my husband who is not at all into K-pop, but humors me from time to time. He ended up enjoying himself, especially when they did their cover dances. And I think he ended up being ever so slightly Lido biased, but enough about him. I've been a two moon since twilight and I was super disappointed when I had to miss the two previous tours. So when this tour was announced, I knew that come hell or high water, I had to go. It was a super fun show showcasing some classics, but also pulling out some songs I didn't realize I loved until they were performed. Connie and Juan Wong trying their hardest at speaking English melted my heart, and Soho couldn't leave the night without making a reference to the legendary Bird Phoenix. Overall, I'm glad I committed to going. The night was a bit of a blur, but I had such a great time, and that's what matters. That is what matters. That's all we want. So... Now it's time to hear from one us themselves. We will cut to our interview now. Uh, so please enjoy that. And then we'll be back to wrap everything up. All right. We are here with five incredibly special guests that we saw absolutely tear up the Pasadena Civic Auditorium last night. So please give a warm welcome to the podcast to one us. Thank you so much for being here with us. Would you please introduce yourselves? Okay. Two, set. Hello, we are Bonas. Nice to meet you. So everyone who comes on our show, we have a tradition. The first time you come on our show, you have to tell us what is your K-pop origin story? So how did you get into K-pop? And for you all, what made you want to be an idol? So we would like everyone to answer. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Who's going to start? Oh, 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 who's going to sister 누나 누나가 있어가지고 저희 누나가 이제 먼저 K-팝을 굉장히 열광적으로 좋아하다가 이제 저희 누나의 그 MP3를 이제 받으면서 MP3를 듣던 걸 듣다 보니까 저도 자연스럽게 이제 K-팝 이제 아이돌 K-팝을 굉장히 어 좋아하게 된것 같아요. 되게 음악적 그래서 누나랑 음악적 취향이 계속 엄청 비슷해요. 네. Countered K-pop was from my older sister, who was very into K-pop before me. Her MP3 player got handed down to me, and as I listened to the songs on it, I naturally fell in love with K-pop, especially the idol side of it. And I've had similar musical tastes as my sister ever since. Wonderful. Nice. Did you have one song that like hooked you? Ah, 저는 이제 
Beast 선배님의 이제 픽션을 I'd pick fiction by Beast. Oh, good one. Yes, the feet. The leg choreography was very sensational. Absolutely. Next. H.O.T. 선배님의 토니안 선배님의 그 노래를 듣고 처음 딱 접하게 됐던 것 같아요. For me, when I was really young, I went to watch soccer with my parents and heard a song by Tony An from H.O.T. That was my first encounter with K-pop. 딱 접하고 이제 초등학생 때 이제 친구들이랑 이제 K-pop 음악 계속 들으면서 자라다 보니까 K-pop을 계속 좋아했던 것 같아요. After getting introduced to K-pop, I grew up listening to K-pop with friends ever since elementary school. So I ended up continuing to like K-pop. Love it. 어 저는 뭔가 접하게 된 거라기보단 그냥 어렸을 때부터 계속 듣는 음악이 K-pop이다 보니까 K-pop이랑 같이 컸던 것 같고 어 어렸을 때 막연한 K-pop을 되게 좋아하고 TV 속에 나온 사람들 아 내가 저기 있으면 어땠을까라는 상상을 되게 많이 하곤 했는데 커가면서 약간 싱어송라이터를 꿈꾸다가 어 내가 아이돌이 될 수는 없겠다라는 생각을 좀 갖고 있었었는데 우연치 않게 오디션의 기회가 주어졌고 어 오디션을 통과하고 어, 프로듀스 원오원이라는 방송을 통해서 무대에 서보고 나서 아 이게 내 Rather than having a single instance where I got into K-pop, it was something I listened to ever since I was young. So I really just grew up listening to it. When I was young, I used to like K-pop in general, and I used to ruminate about what it might be like to be in those shoes while watching people on TV. Growing up, I had dreams of becoming a singer-songwriter and thought that I won't make it as an idol. By chance, I got an opportunity to audition and pass the audition. After performing on stage through the program Produce 101, I realized that this was what I wanted to do with more certainty. Yes, I do. <laughs> Still feel that way. Made the right choice. <laughs> I don't know. Mm, it's a little bit special story. Yeah, I'm telling first time in here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, my mom and dad are so talented in singing and dancing, and oh. their dream was like singer. 그렇기 때문에 저도 약간 그들의 꿈들을 약간 대신 이루어주고 싶다고 정말 어렸을 때 장난스럽게 여러 번 말을 했었었어요. 네, 그랬었는데 이제 부모님들이 자연스럽게 음악을 접하시고 춤도 추신 모습들을 보면서 되게 어렸을 때부터 약간 그런 문화에 대해서 되게 막연한 동경심이 있었었는데 이제 그러다가 가수 비님을 보고 나서 이제 가수의 꿈을 확실하게 아 나도 한번 도전을 진짜로 해봐야겠다라는 생각이 들어서 한번 도전했던 것 같아요. Because of that, I used to say that I wanted to fulfill that dream on their behalf in a light-hearted way when I was really young. As I was naturally exposed to my parents singing and dancing, I looked up to that kind of industry from afar ever since I was young. But when I saw the singer Rain, it consolidated my dreams of becoming a singer, and I thought, I should try for real, and ended up going for it. What song? It's rainy. No! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not singing, that part. <laughs> Only this part. Yeah. That's made me crazy. 
어, 한국에서는 케이팝을 접하기가 굉장히 쉽거든요. TV만 틀면은 꼭 음악 프로가 한다고 할 정도로 요즘은 정말 월화수목금 토요일에 음악 프로가 있기도 하고 근데 이제 제가 이제 무대에 반하게 됐던 건 가족 여행으로 우연히 이제 또 여행을 갔었었는데 그때 이제 이효리 선배님이 이제 행사로 오셨었는데 그때 유고걸 무대를 처음 봤었거든요. 그때 딱 반해서 아마 다시는 보지 못하고 그리고 정말 잊지 못할 순간 중에 하나였던 것 같습니다. In Korea, K-pop is very easy to come across. When you turn on TV, chances are there will be a music show playing. These days, there's a music show every single day of the week. But the moment I fell in love with performing arts was when my family went on a trip together and Lee Hyori was performing at a festival by chance. That's when I saw the performance for You Go Girl for the first time. I think that was a moment that made me fall in love that can't be replicated or forgotten. Love it. Well, thank you so much. Love oh. learning a little bit more about you guys. So you are almost at the end of your world tour. You just have some Latin American stops so far left. Um, we had a really great time at your show last night. Just wanted to say that. Um, but what has been a highlight of this tour so far? <웃음> 제 실수를 해버려가지고 그게 계속 기억에 남는 거예요. 그게 자기 전까지도 그래가지고 아 뭔가 어 두고두고 계속 생각나지 않을까. 네. If I were to pick a highlight, there was something funny at the LA concert last night. We performed the song No Diggity one extra time, but I got too excited and messed up, and I couldn't stop thinking about it all the way until I went to bed. I think it's something that I'll remember down the road. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. <laughs> uh, oh. Please elaborate. <laughs> At the climax of the song, when we had to dance, I was the only one rushing. But it was fun. 저는 그거 이제 어제가 또 미국에서의 마지막 투어여가지고 저희가 또 여러 가지 그런 깜짝 이벤트들을 준비했었는데 또그중 하나는 중간에 탁권 무대에서 우리 이도 형의 핫 바디가 역시 큰 이벤트지 않았나. 저는 개인적으로 멤버들은 다 알고 있었다고 하는데 전 몰랐었거든요. 그래서 저와 투문들의 마음을 모두 찢어버리지 않았나라고 생각합니다. Because last night was the last stop in the U.S. for this tour, we prepared some surprises for the show. One of them was Lido's body reveal during the Top Gun performance. I think that was a pretty big event. Apparently, the members all knew about it beforehand, but personally, I didn't. So I think he really ripped apart my and Two Moon's hearts. So that doesn't happen in every show? That was just for us? It was very surprising. <laughs> uh, me too. Me too. And also, I think it was a venue song, but we didn't last song. We went to the last song and went to the 아 오늘은 조금 위험할 것 같은데 멤버들 아 어떠세요 하면 아 저희 무조건 내려갈 수 있게 한 번만 해달라고 부탁드리면 감독님도 최대한 해보겠습니다 해서 노력해 주시고 막 이런 부분이 있는데 그때마다 멤버들 
이제 팬분들이 폰캠을 찍어서 올려주시는데 그때마다 본 멤버들 얼굴이 항상 웃고 있어요. 이렇게 달님들도 너무너무 좋아하시고 저희도 제일 행복했던 순간으로 꼽으라면 그 순간이 될것 같아요. Among the things I really liked, although there were some venues where we unfortunately weren't able to go off the stage, while we performed the song, last song for the encore, there's a part where we get off the stage and closer to the two moons so that we're able to touch. as well as interact in close proximity. The members like that part. When the director tells us, it might be a bit dangerous today, what do the members think? We ask them kindly to arrange it for us still, and they tell us they'll try their best. Fans upload videos of the members from these experiences, and the members are all smiling in those videos. Two moons love it. And if I were to pick the moments that made us the happiest, this would be it. That was definitely a highlight for us as the audience. I, thought, I was surprised I didn't... We've seen a lot of K-pop shows, but we've never seen idols go into the audience like that. Oh. And so it was fun to see you guys do that, for one. But also, it was really nice to see that everybody stayed sitting, right? Like, oh, nobody okay. broke the promise. Yeah. <laughs> it was so nice. Like, I don't know, it was just really nice. Like, you clearly have a very good relationship with Two Moon, who were yes. so excited to be there and follow the rules. <laughs> Do you do that at every tour, or is this the first tour where you've gone into the audience? Oh, when it comes to the chance, I always tried to do it, but because of the Corona situation, it was difficult to do it. But when Corona started to increase, I tried to do it as close as possible. We tried whenever there was an opportunity, but it was challenging because of COVID. As the situation is increasingly getting under control, we try to get as close to the audience as possible while still adhering to precautionary measures. Nice. Well, it's a good touch. I like it. (laughs) Do you want to ask anything else about the show last night before we move on? No, it was just really good. You guys did a good job. Thank you. (laughs) We really loved all the sparkles. Oh, the sparkles on your costumes were so beautiful. And the sparkles in your hair and on your faces. And Sion's makeup. Yeah. Yes, all oh, the little freckles. So beautiful. Thank you so much. Oh. <laughs> so Two Moon have been so excited to see you on the tour. And they sent us a lot of questions to ask you. So we're going to give you questions straight from your Two Moon in a little bit. Okay. But before we do, we want to know what makes Two Moon special to you? How would you describe them as a fandom? <laughs> Too hard of a question. Oh, it's so, so warm, fuzzy feeling, right? Aww. Question. Yeah. <laughs> If Two Moon was a person, what kind of person would they be? 이게 사실 어렵긴 한데 유일무이한 이제 사람이라고 표현을 할수 있을 것 같아요. 네. 뭔가 이 세상 어, 약간 평범한 관계는 아니잖아요. 확실히 굉장히 특별한 관계인데. 그 어디에서도 찾아볼 수 없는 진짜 다 하나의 존재인 것 같아요. It's a challenging question, but I think I'd describe Two Moon as a one of a kind person. It's not your everyday relationship for sure. It's something very special. I think Two Moon is an entity that I won't be able to find anywhere else. Oh. 저한테 Two Moon은 그 사랑에는 정말 여러 가지 사랑이 있잖아요. 뭐 친구와 연인, 가족 간의 사랑이 있는데. 어, 평생 느껴볼 사랑 중어 정말 큰 사랑, 정말 특별한 사랑을 느끼게 해준 특별한 경험을 어 만들어 준 존재이고 
어, 제가 가장 힘들 때, 가장 기쁠 때 제일 먼저 생각나는 사람인 것 같아요. For me, t u m u n is there are many different types of love. There's love between friends, between lovers, between family. t u m u n are people who helped me experience the biggest love, the most special love out of all the love I'll feel in my lifetime. And they are the first people that come to mind first at my lowest and my highest. That's wonderful. So we have done an episode of our show that is all about the intersection of traditional Korean music and outfits like hanbok and how that uh, crosses over with K-pop sometimes. And a lot of our listeners think of you guys as a hanbok group that shows that a lot. So we were just curious how that came about and what it means to you to show traditional Korean culture to the world. 어 우선은 뭐랄까 저희를 생각해 주셨을 때 그런 한복의 이미지를 떠올려 주셔서 일단 너무너무 감사드리고요. 또 그만큼 저희가 생각했을 때도 어 한복이라는 저희 대한 우리 전통 대한민국의 전통적인 의상이 정말 잘 어울린다고 또 생각이 들어요. 그래서 또 굉장히 자부심도 있고 또 그만큼 음악으로서 무대로서 표현도 잘 했었던 것 같아서 그렇게 생각해 주신 것 같아서 너무 일단 감사드립니다. First of all, I'm very thankful that we are associated with hanbok. We also think that we look good in hanbok, a Korean traditional outfit. (laughs) And we're very proud of it. I think we've done a good job of showcasing it through our music and performances. So we're thankful that others think so as well. What has been the foreign response? Because we know that hanbok was a kind of a trend for a little while, but you guys are the only group that has really stuck with it and continue to do it. So what has been kind of the foreign response to you guys continuing that? First of all, 쉽게 쓰여진 노래 같은 굉장히 부드럽고 아련한 컨셉도 하고 있는데 <웃음> To start off, we've done concepts with Hanbok that show off the beauty of traditional Korean culture, but we've also done intense concepts like No Diggity. And we've also done soft and sentimental concepts like Same Scent and A Song Written Easily. Since it's getting a bit long, please interpret up to here for now. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. Thank you for your question. <laughs> 네, 와중에 또 한복 이제 우리나라의 전통 컨셉을 저희 원어스가 잘하는 것 중에 하나로 만들 수 있어서 너무 너무 기쁘고 어 사실 무대를 할 때마다 한복을 입고 또 부채를 사용하고 전통 소품을 쓸 때마다 어좀 자부심도 있고요. 이제 해외 팬분들께서 저희를 통해서 어, 한국의 문화를 알게 됐다는 얘기를 되게 많이 해주실 때마다 아 조금 더 책임감을 가지고 우리나라의 아름다움을 어, 많은 분들께 알릴 수 있는 팀이 돼야겠다라는 생각을 어, 그런 무대를 하는 동안은 하게 되는 것 같아요. But I'm happy that among those concepts, we were able to make the traditional Korean concept something that one us can pull off well. Every time we perform with Hanbok on and use traditional props like the fans, we feel proud. When international fans tell us that we were the gateways to Korean culture for them, I think that we should take on the responsibility of becoming a team that can raise awareness of Korean beauty far and wide. When we put on those kinds of performances, thank you to the fans who give us love for this, and also for our staff that help us create these performances and the members that work hard. I'm proud of them, and I'm thankful for them. 
Great answer. Thank you. <laughs> so what I was going to interrupt, and I'm so sorry, was on that topic, is there a concept that you haven't done yet that you guys would like to try? We are exploring different concepts rather than sticking to one, but there are still so many out there that we haven't done, so we'd like to do them one by one. Something really sexy or something really hip-hop. I'd also like to try straight-up ballads. There are many concepts we want to try. More sexy concepts than <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 저는 좀 핫한 걸 좋아하기 때문에 예, 완전 섹시하게 하는 것도 나쁘지 않을 것 같습니다. I like it hot, so I don't think it would be a bad idea to go with a super sexy concept. All right, well, two moon beware. Uh, <laughs> 저는 개인적으로 최근에 어 서부 관련된 그런 카우보이 느낌이 나는 컨셉도 한번 도전해보고 싶다고 생각이 들었어요. 그래서 어, 몬스테크 선배님들 러시아워라든지 NCT 선배님들의 스티커처럼 뭔가 좀 원어스만의 그런 카우보이 느낌을 내는 것도 굉장히 좋을 것 같다라는 생각도 들었거든요. 또 최근에 투어를 하면서 또 그런 문화를 또잘 경험을 해보기도 했고 도전을 해봐도 굉장히 재밌을 것 같다는 생각이 들었어요. Personally, I've been thinking these days that I want to try a concept related to the Wild West, something reminiscent of Cowboys, sort of like Rush Hour by Monsta X, or Sticker by NCT 127. I think it'd be really neat for one of us to try our own style of Cowboys. We also got some exposure to that kind of culture on tour recently, so I think it'd be really fun to try. You went to Texas. Yeah, yeah that's right. We're from Texas. We're from- oh, really? Oh. Whoa. Yes. Born and raised. <laughs> Okay, our last question before we move on to questions from Two Moon is, is there anything you can tell us about the future for One Us? What is next for you guys? There are plans at the highest level, of course, but there aren't any specific set in stone yet. As always, our agency provides suggestions and we discuss, and we move forward by giving them input from us as to what we want to do as well. Firstly, I think we'll start working on a new album shortly. Even after that, we will continue to give our best and strive to improve ourselves, just like how we do now. And we will continue to be a team that tries to think of ways to make our performances even better for our fans. And we're going to be cooler. Okay. Yeah. We'll look forward to it. <laughs> All right. Are you guys ready to answer some questions straight from your two moon? Yeah. This question is from SR Quinn 810, and they asked, What is the best food that you ate on tour? I have, I have. Uh, 이번 투어 
를 하면서 제가 정말 비싼 스테이크를 사 먹었어요. <웃음> 파파스 브로스 스테이크 하우스였는데 <웃음> in Houston. <웃음> yes. 어그 가격이 꽤 비싸더라고요. 막 60, 70 달러 정도 하는 스테이크인데 어 진짜 고기도 너무 맛있었고 근데 문제는 이제 그 가격이 알고 보니 비싼 게 아니었던 게 18온즈였던 거예요. 근데 저희는 한국에서 온즈라는 개념을 잘 익숙치 않아서 그냥 많은 거 시켜서 먹었는데 알고 보니 그냥 520g 정도 되더라고요. 근데 완스 했습니다. On this tour, I had really expensive steak. It was at Papa's Bro's Steakhouse in Houston. It was quite expensive. It was about 60 to 70 dollars. The meat was really good. The problem was that it actually wasn't that expensive since it was 18 ounces. But we don't use ounces in Korea, so I wasn't familiar with the unit. I just got the big one, and it turns out that it was about 520 grams. I still finished it. Good job. Yes. Good job. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. This question comes from Raise Us, and they ask, "What other countries would you like to go to in the future?" 사실 가보고 싶은 곳은 너무 많은 것 같아요. 이번 투어를 통해서 이번에 남미를 저희가 처음 가게 됐는데 저희 멤버들도 어, 이번에 또 새로운 곳에서 또 새로운 달님들을 만날 수 있다는 점에서 너무 좋았고 또 뮤지뿐만 아니라 앞으로 기회가 된다면 전 세계 투문들을 만나뵐것 싶습니다. There are too many places we want to go to. Through this tour, we're going to Latin America for the first time. We really like that we were able to meet some two moons for the first time at places we've been to for the first time. If possible, I'd like to meet two moons from all over the world, as well as the Americas. Yes, we have, a, I don't know where they are, but we have a few questions from your South American fans who are so excited. Oh. Does anybody speak Spanish here? This question is from at Luna 030 and they ask what songs remind you of Two Moon? 어 저는 아무래도 이름부터 루나가 그냥 그냥 제목을 들으면 그냥 투문이 떠올라요. 사실. 네. I'd pick Luna just from the name. When I hear the title, I automatically think of Two Moons. This question is also about songs. It's from Mil Kufi and they ask, "You have an incredible discography. If you had to choose among all your B-sides to be a main song or have a music video, what would it be?" We have too many B-sides. Yeah, and you guys have so many EPs. We can pick only one? What do we have? Lion Heart. Yeah, Lion Heart. Yeah. 되게 사운드도 되게 좋았고 어 뭐랄까 저는 특히 그 저희가 첫 정규 앨범을 낼때 당시에 아 이거는 물론 좋은 곡들이 많은 거는 축복받은 거지만 아 이거는 너무 많아서 아 뭐랄까 아 수록고 보다 뭔가 활동을 했으면 좋겠다라고 싶은 곡들이 진짜 너무 많았었거든요. 그 중에 또 하나가 라이언 월트라고 생각합니다.
I like how it sounds, and how do I say this? When we were releasing our first full album, it's a blessing to have so many good songs, of course, but there were too many, so there were many songs that I wish we could promote instead of being B-sides. Lionheart was one of them. 약간 에피소드가 있는 게 저희가 정규 앨범에서 수록곡 활동은 우리의 시간은 거꾸로 흐른다 리마인드라는 곡으로 했었는데 어 너무 좋은 곡들이 많아서 항상 라이언하트가 후보였거든요. 그리고 이번에도 어한 곡을 안무를 만들어서 보여드리자 했을 때또 후보였는데 이번에는 완벽하지 않나도 괜찮아가 됐고 또 기회가 되면 꼭 투문 분들께 라이언하트 무대를 꼭 보여드리고 싶어요. There's a story related to this. For our full album, we promoted with Rewind as the B-side after our title track promotions, but there were so many good songs, and Lionheart was always one of the candidates. Even when we decided to pick one song to have new choreography made and perform for the tour, Lionheart was a candidate again, but incomplete one. I'd really like to show Two Moons a performance of Lionheart, if possible. Yes. Hard choice. Yeah, yeah it's so... This next question is from at Vilu Vidzi, and they said they had a great time at the show in St. Louis, and it was so fun to see your amazing choreography in person. Which dance do you think was the hardest to learn or practice for for the tour? 저는 있어요. 저는 완벽하지 않아도 괜찮아 무대를 이번에 최초 공개여서 사실 더 잘하고 싶은 욕심도 많았는데 이제 저희가 이 샌리스트상 이 곡을 핸드마이크로 퍼포먼스를 해야 되는 상황이어서 어 뭔가 완벽하게 안무를 하는 동시에 핸드마이크 컨트롤을 해야 하고 노래도 핸드마이크로 해야 되는 게 조금 짧은 시간 내에 무대를 완성시키기 조금 어려움이 있었던 것 같은데 그래도 잘 해낸 것 같습니다. <웃음> I have one. It was our first time performing incomplete, so I really wanted to do well. But we had to use hand mics for the performance because of how the set list was finalized. The fact that we had to dance perfectly while taking care of the hand mic and singing into it was a bit difficult when we were trying to perfect the performance in a short time. But I think we did well. You did. Yes. It was great. Thank you. <laughs> Our next question comes from at Dan Grest, and they ask, while we get a small peek at life on tour through SNS and Bubble, what's been your favorite way to spend downtime during the tour? 다음 콘서트를 위해서 휴식을 하고 있습니다. 주로 resting for the next concert. <웃음> 저는 이제 그 도시마다 외부에 나가가지고 헬스장을 좀 가는 것 같아요. I go to work out at external gyms outside of the hotels we stay at in each city. 저는 이번에 어렸을 때부터 소원이었던 올랜도 디즈니 월드에 다녀왔습니다. I went to Disney in Orlando, which has been on my bucket list since I was a kid. I wanted to ask you about that. What was the best ride? Oh, Star Wars. 너무 신기하고 너무 멋있어서 가지고 진짜 타는 내내 와 이러면서 탔던 것 같아. Star Wars for me. It was really impressive and cool. So I was like, wow, the entire ride. You went by yourself, right? Oh, Soho 형이랑 갔다. I went with Soho. Oh, okay, okay. How did you spend the whole day? 때가 이제 아침 비행기를 타고 올랜도에 오는 날이었는데 그때 이제 도착하자마자. 도착한 시간이 3시인데 이제 저희가 막 공부하고 가가지고 세계 파크를 11시까지 열심히 놀러 다녔습니다. That day we took a morning flight to Orlando. We got there at 3 p.m. and as soon as we got there, we prepared thoroughly and had fun at three of the parks until 11 p.m. 그리고 다음날 공연했어요. <웃음> and we performed the next day. Yeah. That sounds exhausting. <웃음> 
This next question is from one of our Latin American listeners at Chubby Doobie. They said, I'm seeing One Us live on the 12th in Chile. What do you expect from the concerts in Latin America? Have you heard anything about how the crowds are here? 사실 그 저희가 하는 이제 제스처나 이제 핸드 제스처 같은 경우에 하면 안 되는 것들이 굉장히 많더라고요. 예, 네, 그래가지고 그거를 이제 듣고 나니까 뭔가 걱정이 많이 되는 거예요. 그래서 혹시 그래서 지금 이 기회를 통해서 좀어 저희가 혹시 실수로 그 제스처 하더라도 그런 의미가 아니니까 예, 오해하지 말아줬으면 좋겠다고 말씀드리고 싶습니다. 네. When it comes to hand gestures that we make, apparently there are a lot that we shouldn't be doing. After hearing this, I got really concerned. So I'd like to take this opportunity to say that even if we do those gestures by accident, we didn't mean it in that way. So please don't misunderstand. Yes, I'd like to ask them not to misunderstand. Smart. And also, Korea is a very Latin America has a lot of countries and cities that are known for their energy and passion. I'm excited to meet fans with that kind of passion. Since it's our first time in these cities, we want to create great memories together, so we're working hard. They will be so excited because so few K-pop groups go to Latin America, so it's very important when they go. They'll be so happy. This one is from Pinkunyu, and they ask, if One Us was in a zombie apocalypse, who would survive the longest? Now, Kate told me you've answered this question before, years ago, so she'll tell us if the answer is different. She's our expert over here. 저는 사실 제가 생각했을 때 제가 제일 취약하다고 생각했었었는데 요즘 생각이 바뀌었습니다. 저는 어딘가 아주 조그만 곳에 그냥 갇혀서 잠을 자면서 오히려 여러 사람들이 막 도망가니고 있을 때 저는 오히려 푹 잠을 자면서 오래 살아남을 수 있지 않을까 생각이 듭니다. I used to think that I would be at the biggest risk, but I've changed my mind recently. I'll shut myself in somewhere small and sleep. I think I'd be able to survive for a long time by going into a deep sleep while other people are running away. Smart plan. 저는 저는 최근 들어 생각이 바뀐 게 저는 시온이가 제일 오래 살아남을 수도 있겠다는 생각이 들거든요. 왜냐면 시온이는 되게 계획적인 친구여서 계획 플랜 A, B, C, D, E까지 세우고 이 중에 가능성이 1%라도 예를 들어 감염될 1%의 가능성이 있더 있으면 안할 수도 있는 친구고 굉장히 안전 추구형이라 어, 오히려 서호 형은 모험형이거든요. 도전형이고. 그래서 시온이가 오히려 제일 오래 살아남을 것 같긴 해요. I recently changed my mind and think Xi'an might survive the longest. Xi'an is a planner. He'll have plan A, B, C, D, E. And among these, for example, if there's even a 1% chance of infection, he's able to forego that plan. He's the type to value safety a lot. Whereas Soho goes for adventures and challenges, so I feel like Xi'an would survive the longest, actually. <laughs> Soho would die first, then. <laughs> Fair enough. Good to know. Yes. Wow. 
Unbelievable. We had so much fun with One Us, and we cannot thank them enough for coming on the show, for taking the time to talk to us. We could have talked to them all day. We could have talked to them all day. We had such a great time. We, like, full disclosure, behind the scenes, we were all absolutely melting, dying (gasps) in the tiny room that we were recording in. We were so hot and I feel like we are bonded for life (laughs) from enduring that hot room. It was like an old episode of Happy Together. We were in the sauna. Yes. sweating it out By and bonding end, we all like piled out of there to go into the, to take pictures in the lobby every single person came out and said well, i'm so sweaty <laughs> like, oh my god and everyone was wearing like nice thick sweaters yeah. to look so like nice and oh man it was rough it was rough but it was such a good time <laughs> and i have i'll thank everybody again at the end but thank you right now to our interpreter kate who did an incredible job so amazing she is a diehard two moon and was the perfect person to do this and it was an honor to have her with us and she did such a great job thank Mm -hmm. you kate we couldn't have done it without you yeah and way to be professional as all heck (laughs) in the face of your ults like you are a champion amazing stuff (laughs) amazing stuff um so I know that interview ended kind of abruptly because we were on such a time crunch. We forgot to be like, and, and we just like went into the next thing. And the next thing was that we played a music video game that we came up with for when we interviewed Blitzers. Um, And to say it shortly, it was chaos. (laughs) Um, The boys had a much harder time. Then Blitzers did. Yes. We're not going to lie. But the but video. They were really good, really good sports about it. I think if I could do it over, I would just hand them the cards because I don't know if they need glasses, but maybe they were having a hard time seeing <laughs> the clues. <laughs> but we had a really, really fun time. So you, that is a purely visual piece of this episode. So that is not going to be included right now, but you can head over to our YouTube channel to see the full chaotic mess that it was. And also coming to our YouTube channel, we did separate out the questions from two moon part, and that will be available visually on our YouTube channel as well. Mm -hmm. So we've got some extra video bonuses coming so that you can enjoy their beautiful faces while also listening to their incredibly thoughtful answers. Yeah, they were so great. Mm -hmm. Um, So to wrap up this episode, if you don't listen to Ask Me About K-Pop regularly, we end every episode with what we call the random game. And we usually have a random number generator choose a K-pop group out of a huge spreadsheet of every K-pop group that's ever existed. (laughs) And we watch their most popular music video together. So since this episode is all about One Us, we're going to watch a One Us music video. And we actually got One Us in the random game years ago and watched Valkyrie already. Mm. So we thought that it would be fun and nicely on topic since we were talking about one us and their traditional elements that we would watch the same scent traditional version that came out recently yes this is their most recently posted music video or uh, it is a performance video and it is called same scent parentheses traditional version so if you would like to watch that with us go ahead and pull it up and just press play when i tell you to everybody ready yes three Two, one, go. Oh, we've got a silhouette body yes. tree. And I can tell that it's women in Hanbok. Oh, so pretty. 
Huan Wong dancing. Oh, he has like a pile of backup dancers behind him. Flash warning? Yes, definite flash warning. There's a strobe throughout the entire thing. <gasps> Ooh, those hats with the ribbon. We've seen a woman do that live. That I forgot crazy. the name of this, but in our traditional episode, we talked about yeah. these four member, these four these member four percussion member groups. groups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, these white handbook are so oh, yes. glorious. They look like angels. Yeah. Oh, Cheyenne's got his extensions in. Ooh, so beautiful. There's only four of them here. Who's missing? Oh no, there he is. There's one. There's so many props in this. The girls have like feathers and fabric. I love fabric oh, choreo. Yes. Yes, beautiful. Oh, wow. I'm glad Lito's growing out his hair. It looks really nice. It does look really nice. Ooh, look at that delicate embroidery. So they're just like, this is a performance video, so it's all just the choreography in one room. There's no like changing shots or anything. Ooh, Ooh. I love the way this sounds. Oh my God, I love traditional instruments. This oh, is so great. Yes. And I love the like modern style handbook that they have because they're wearing almost like suit pants underneath it. And then the girls have like T-link handbook skirts. Ooh, sword Ooh. stuff. Batons. Ooh, masks. Oh my god, this oh, is so yes. pretty. All of these <laughs> fabrics, the colors. I love when they use fans. I love a fan choreo. Also, one us loves doing choreography where they like highlight just one of the members. Like they take turns like on stage by themselves mm -hmm. a lot. Ooh, Shion's skirt is like pearl aqua. I was thinking it's like depending on what the lighting in the room is, the fabric looks pearl aqua. I think it's blue, but I just have <laughs> shovel goggles and I react very strongly to any pearl aqua and anything. Ooh, these flowers. <gasps> There's lights in the flowers. Oh my god, that's great. <laughs> Those extensions are so wild. Ooh. Ooh, king outfit breakdown. Ooh, and the dancers are wearing scary masks. Oh, I love that straight <gasps> dance. Oh, backflip! More fans. We're doing red fans now. Ooh, see, that's how their knees get dirty. <gasps> these jumps, they love doing that kind of stuff. These like huge jumps on the floor. Oh my god. These fans look like morning glories. This is so beautiful. It's so pretty. <laughs> oh, I just oh, threw the petals! My Connie!
Oh, God, the coloring <gasps> in the zoo. Wow. <gasps> oh, my God. That's so pretty. Oh, my God. That was stunning. Yay. One us. One us. Oh, one us. You've got us. You've got us forever. <laughs> We're all best friends. Yep, bonded for life. Bonded for life. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, we had such a great time. Yeah. This was such a blessing and uh, I loved it. Yeah, and we'll <laughs> just be like floating on this cloud for a very long time. It was it was a wonderful weekend filled with one us um and highly recommend that you head over to our YouTube channel, check out all that bonus video content and our uh one us guesses that music video game <laughs> game in quotes game quote unquote i didn't take score like there's no scoreboard there's no, score. no 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 it was not it was, going well oh my god but it was it's so cute funny. but I mean, they're funny and it is cute just to give you an idea of how we we knew from the beginning it was gonna be rough because the very first practice round is their own music video and Lido did not recognize it at at all. all. The other members <laughs> have to try to explain to him how and it is their video. And he started arguing with them. Like, so. when did we have that many tables in the room? I don't remember that. And was like, bro, <laughs> this is going to be hard for you, my friend. <laughs> but we had so much fun and they really tried their best. So check that out. Ask me about K-pop on YouTube. So, um... Just to wrap it up, a very sincere and heartfelt thank you to Wanus, to RBW, to Low Blind Communications, to our interpreter Kate, to my husband Wade, who was the voice of Wanus in that <laughs> interview that you heard. And um, our tech guy on the day and of. Our, yes. <laughs> he was such a good sport. And the boys kept trying. There's a part in the video where Lito looks right at my husband. Like, is that the answer? And it's like, he, he does doesn't not know. know. <laughs> <laughs> they also tried to include him in our pictures at the end. But Wade was just like, no, no, I'm just taking the pictures. And Shannon goes, that's just my husband. And they all went, <laughs> Husband. It's so funny. It was so funny. They were so, so apologetic about it. It was hilarious. Oh, we had, oh, we, we had such, such a, a good time. time. We had such a good time. They are great. They are welcome on the show anytime. Yes. I hope they keep touring this frequently so we can see them again soon because Absolutely. they are wonderful, sweet, thoughtful boys. And I just couldn't have asked for a better time. Yeah. And incredibly dynamic performers. If you are a Latin American listener and they're coming soon to a stop near you, try to get a ticket. It's a great show. Great show. Reach for us. And one final, very important thank you to all of you, our listeners, because we absolutely could not have done this without you. Because of your loyalty to this show, we get asked to do lovely things like this, and you all help spread the word so that the two moon could give us all the really great questions that we got, of which we got so many, and I'm so sorry if we didn't get to your question, like, the time was so crunched oh, and we had so many good questions. We had so many good questions and we also had so many more rounds of that music video game. But the interview itself, like they were so 
wonderfully wordy in yes. so many ways. They had and so like, much to they say. They had so much to say that we didn't want to cut them off in any way. So it kind of cut into our time for the Q&A from Two Moon and also the game. But we think it was worth it. Um, and we hope that you agree. Thank you to everyone who sent in a question. You had such good ones. Um, and the boys really enjoyed answering them. And thank you to all of our Patreon patrons for financially supporting this show so that we can do things like rent cameras and pay interpreters. And like <laughs> all of you, the point is that all of this happens because of you guys. And we are so grateful to you for all of your support over the last five years. And to anyone who is listening to the show for the first time today, I hope you stick around. Yeah, welcome. We're a good time. <laughs> So to wrap up today's episode, I will plug where you can find us. We can be found at Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can send us emails to amakpoppod at gmail.com. You can send us texts or leave us voicemails at 181-AMAKPOP5. We can also get regular old mail at P.O. Box 26096, Los Angeles, California, 90026. You can go to Linktree slash AMAKPOP to go directly to our YouTube channel, our Spotify, where we make playlists for specific episodes. You can also listen to the show on Spotify. You can also get a link to our Discord on that link tree. We have a lot of listeners who are talking all day, every day in our Discord about all things K-pop. If you're looking for a nice, small, tight-knit Discord community, please come join ours. It's really fun fun and friendly and nice mm -hmm. um you can also go to patreon.com slash pod and uh join one of our patreon tiers and get special bonus content every month we have extra audio episodes where we do things like recap dramas or i've done silly sleepy time podcasts mm -hmm. where i read weird company statements in a yeah. slow voice we have videos you also as a certain tier of patron get the opportunity to interact with the show so you get a chance to submit your own votes, submit your own recommendations. There's a lot of fun ways to get involved. So that is on patreon.com slash amakpoppod. Um, and those are all the places to find us. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Thank you again. Just thank you. Thank you, everybody. This is such a beautiful experience. Mm -hmm. And I can't stress enough that it wouldn't have happened without you. So thank you. Yes. And thank you, one us. We hope we'll see you soon. We really do. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it for this week. See you later. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Jonghyun, you're our inspiration. <laughs> <laughs>